Hey everyone, this is episode 18 of Environmental Professionals. My name is John Lieber. You can reach me on Twitter or Instagram, which is at jungle underscore capital. This show evolved out of the Environmental Professionals Facebook group. So if you're not in the group, make sure to join the conversation there. If you're not an environmental professional, you can also like my Facebook page, which is John Lieber Ecology Planning. Uh, I'd like to introduce my guest today, Carl. Carl, thank you for joining us and welcome. So what is your name? Where are you from? And what is your current occupation? Um, so I'm Carl Philip Ortiz. I'm from the southernmost island in the Philippines, Mindanao, and my current job is I'm a consultant for a carbon finance support facility. Great. So what does the what does your organization do? So um, my organization do uh, my employer is the Land Bank of the Philippines. The well, Land Bank of the Philippines is, is the uh, one of the two government financial institutions in the Philippines. Well, the Land Bank focuses mainly to the farmers and small and medium enterprises. Yeah. So they, they're, they're also engaging in um, climate change and carbon emission mitigation and such. Okay, amazing. So what what is your role in the position? You said you're a consultant. What what do you actually do as a consultant for them? Uh, we focus mainly on monitoring and evaluation of, of the project. So we we kind of travel from farms to farm to farm to collect data and um, come up with a specific calculation for carbon emission reduction. Oh, that's amazing and very important too. I don't know if you've seen the statistic where, uh, so if you look at the land mass of, of the earth, about one to 3% of it is urban, a whopping 35% of it is, is in agriculture. So yeah. really the heart of sustainability needs to be addressing our problems in agriculture. So that's incredibly important work that you're doing. Uh, did you grow up on a farm? Uh, yeah, I, actually, my dad is also a forester. I, I graduated BS Forestry in my college because I wanted to, uh, to to follow the footsteps of my dad. He's, he's also a forester. He's working on a palm oil plantation now in Mindanao. Okay. Okay, that's because, uh, yeah, what I wanted to ask is, I, actually, I also grew up on a farm, and uh, I wanted to ask if you had uh, any difficulty reaching out to to farmers, but because you're from that culture, I feel like that's a real asset to you to be because you would understand their way of living and being able yeah. to have that connection with them, which is really important, especially for people in our field, because um, I think that there's a there's a lot of tension between the environmental movement and the agricultural uh, sector at times. And having people like us, where we're in the environmental sector, but we also grew up in the agricultural sector, yeah. I think are really important because we can bridge that gap, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Uh, so you probably do a lot of collaboration with government and farmers and consult private companies. How how important do you feel that collaboration process is for the success of sustainability initiatives? Well, so before they started this project or, or any project um, in our department, uh, we should always consult the, the local government unit and the, and the different stakeholders which are affected primarily or even secondarily in the, in the specific area. 
So this helps us give a greater picture and you can hear um, different sides of pros and cons of the project. And so, so for our project, um, we conducted a series of stakeholder meeting, stakeholders meetings uh, to make sure that the farm will not violate any environmental laws and that they will adhere to the requirements of the, of, of the program and to assure the, the, the people of the community that this project will largely benefit their community. Definitely, yep. So stronger together, right? Uh, uh, who funds who funds the the initiative? Well, the the pro this project is actually under the Kyoto Protocol of the UNFCCC. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's called the Carbon Development Mechanism. So it's funded by the um, or by primarily with the World Bank. Yeah. So and then the CAD CAD F. Then the carbon finance support facility. That's very cool. That's very cool to see this on the ground because this is actually um, somewhat of a, a, a hotly debated topic. Because I don't know if you're aware. So the Kyoto Protocol ends this year, right? Yeah. And, well, and but, Paris... but Biden was Biden was elected just now, so maybe it will be just <laughs> we'll go come back next year. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways. Uh, <laughs> But, it's not but talk about I, that politically. <laughs> I, know, I know that um, a point of contention when the Paris Agreement, the, the specifics of the Paris Agreement are hashed out in COP in Glasgow uh, this coming year, is the CDM mechanism that you were talking about is going to be hotly contested if that's working or not. So it'll be, it's kind of interesting to see I, um, actual projects on the ground being implemented through it that, that you're working on. And that kind of leads into my next question is, do you feel like it's making a real difference? Well, yeah, of course, uh, we, we always we always talk to to our clients, to the farmers. Uh, specifically, it's it's, it's actually a, uh, a pig farm. It, the project, the project has three components, uh, mini hydro, landfill and piggeries. So we, ha we don't really have any clients for mean hydro in the Philippines, so we much uh, pretty much uh, focus on the landfill and the piggery. So in landfills, um, they converted um, yeah landfills to methane gas, then to electricity. And for the piggeries, uh, waste to energy. So they pretty much uh, decrease their electric consumption per month for like 60%. Because of the biogas biogas biodigester system, right. biogas facility they have. Right. Well, that's fantastic. It sounds like it's uh, it's really yeah. having some meaningful impacts. Uh, how has COVID, the pandemic, uh, impacted your role and like your work there? So much because uh, before the pandemic. Before the pandemic, we, we can actually go from farm to farm every week or every other week. But now, because it's, because of the travel ban, we can pretty much go to the farm and ask for, for their data or their documents. And some local government agencies uh, don't have any much uh, more personnel in their office. So some permits were not able to get approved like water permits right, right. So like like the the common permits before you you operate so 
that was one of our problems because you know we can't force the farmers to go that fast to you know to accomplish uh, those permits in this specific time because of the pandemic yeah definitely and in my experience some of the smaller holding farmers and especially the more traditional they are they're not necessarily the most uh, excited to do yeah, online yeah. you know paperwork and documents especially so i can those, see that. especially those uh family owned farms yes because, yes exactly yeah. <laughs> it's a it's it would be a real challenge and it's a yeah. challenge for everyone uh you yourself so are you working um from home now at this point uh, yeah we're basically work from home okay and in the and in the philippines uh you can't travel like to different provinces that's what you're talking about right like uh you, like to, yeah, with sure. there are different kinds of um uh, community quarantine so they're general community quarantine um some some are more um stricter strict some are not so you need this you, you need uh travel pass you need um medical tests uh to go to this province and then you you have to take a test again to go to the to the next province like so it's it's right. very difficult to travel now and i'm wondering your personal opinion about how the pandemic is impacting the environment of the philippines because there's kind of two philosophies where one philosophy is kind of thinks like okay there's less cars on the road you know there's less human activity everyone's yeah. staying at home whereas the other one i think kind of looks at it saying like yeah but there's also a lot there's less enforcement there's less eyes on industry you know like there's so how do you feel like the pandemic has been impacting the your local environment well some of the news here um we're telling that um the mountains are 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 generating itself or like um going back to what to to, to what it's to what it was but um i don't really know i i because i live in manila so right. in manila in manila uh, there's no much traffic than than before so people are more used to stay at home and work at home but i have i'm having problems with the students because um because if you have a lab laboratory subject you can't you can't you know make a titration or make any lab, lab experiments in your home so yes. that yes. that that's one of the problems so and and in my course i'm a bs forestry so basically we we all always go to the mountain every day so if if we are because of the pandemic uh, we can't really much go to the mountain and uh, to the yeah to the forest and um identify trees because one of the courses i have is taxonomy mm -hmm. so in, taxo in taxonomy you, you you really need to go to the forest and look for the leaves yeah. the trunk everything the everything of that taxonomy is the plant so that i think that would that was a setback because of because sure. of the pandemic yeah sure yeah, definitely, especially in our field where being outside is yeah. really the, yeah. the essence yeah. of our field of our program, right? It's necessary for our job. <laughs> yes. 
Definitely. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about your journey, your, your academic journey on how you got to the position uh, you're at now. So you're born in the southern part of the Philippines. Uh, at, why did you choose to take for so you okay actually I know the answer to this question so your father was a forester well actually um, I, I have yeah. a better story than that okay, okay. <laughs> okay go ahead I, I passed uh, BS a uh, Bachelor of Science in Mathematics at the University of the Philippines and then two years later I I realized that math is not for me well I'm really good at math on high during high school but but when I was in college and I was thinking about my future, I don't really, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying anything that math is not good. I mean, for me, because I grew, I grew up in a farm, and my father as a as forester, and I pretty much, I pretty much, pretty much um, engaged in um, the environmental part of, of uh, yeah. So, so two years later, I shifted to BS forestry, and then later on. So I I really love being there. The people are great. Um, the professors are really really smart, and yeah. So I great I graduated BS Forestry with uh, my specialization is uh, geographic information system, watershed management, and urban forestry. That's incredible. So first, yeah. So my first job. Um, so I'm I was a consultant at the International Rice Research Institute. Uh, under the GIS unit, so we basically um, extract leaf area index using um, SAR images, SAR images from satellite images. Yeah. So, so we use QGIS, ArcGIS, uh, and the different types of um, mapping tool. I see. And so before you get too far along um, into your actual um, job jobs that you've held after school. Um, so, so going to a different part of the country is a big, uh, a big change. And I'm wondering, like, uh, as far as the, especially for you taking forestry. So I know that I'm in Canada. If I, if I'm on the one side of Canada and I go to the other side, all the trees are different, right? It's like completely yeah. different. Is it yeah. the same kind of situation when you go from the south to the north, like from well, Manila? Well, actually, in the Philippines, because we are. Uh, near the equator, um, pretty much the 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 species and uh, around the equator is pretty much um, there. There are species that are the same, but but dif but on different continents, they're like different. Uh, if if you have four seasons, so you have uh, different um, trees, uh, different species that can adapt to this uh, climate. But in the Philippines, so. Uh, we have pretty much like um, rainforest, um, mossy forest, yeah, like that. I see. If yeah, you go, if you go north of the Philippines, you can see pine trees um, with the higher with higher elevations, pine trees and other um, soft woods. I see. And did you find the culture change quite different too? Because uh, so, how many how many languages can you speak? Well, I can well I I can speak Tagalog, which is the primary language in the Philippines, and English. But here in the Philippines, we uh, I can also speak uh, the Bisaya, the uh, which is the language of the southern southern people. Is that uh, your name? 
native language? Yeah, my native language, Bisaya. So I have three languages. <laughs> yeah, see, I, and the reason I kind of uh, zoom in on that a little bit is I think uh, in my observation, a big key to success in anyone that I've interviewed or talked with is the ability to adapt, just like any species, right? Like, yeah. um, you know, yeah. uh, just being able to move geographically um, and also being able to learn other languages if necessary, different climates and kind of get out of your safe zone. It can really open up uh, professional opportunities for you. So I'm glad, uh, I think you're brave for doing that so young, but it's clearly worked out for you. Uh, yeah, so then you said you worked for the, oh yeah, no, I wanted to ask, sorry. Uh, did you take a master's degree? Uh, not yet. I, I I really wanted to, but this pandemic uh, held me back. <laughs> so, you, back you, so you do want to take one? Yeah, of course. Yeah, you I, know, I, still, I still want to study. Do you know what you would take it in? I was planned. I, I, I was having difficulty um, choosing between geomatics uh, and or Marine science or urban planning. Yeah. I see. yeah. Or well, yeah, urban planning. Good. Uh, so yeah, can you just quickly tell us about just a few roles that you held um, up to this up until this role? Yeah. So after after I worked at the International Rice Research Institute, I worked as a science research analyst at the Nationwide Operations Assessment of Hazards (NOAA). Uh, you can look at look it up uh, in Google. Uh, we call it we call we call it UPNOA. So it basically, uh, they basically makes um, prediction maps, uh, probability maps. So we use historical maps to predict such events in the near future, in five years, ten years, fifty years, or one hundred years. So that we we basically um what what do you call this make models yeah, nice. for um storm surge earthquake landslide and flood okay then after that i i switched uh to my this my current job now as a consultant here at land bank oh great great um so just a personal question uh and this is a very important question as a forester what is your favorite tree species? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Internationally, my favorite species is sequoia. Well, the ironwood, the hardest tree in the planet. <laughs> but, but, yeah, but but locally we have the magono. Uh, it's it's the hardest wood in the Philippines. Okay, so you like the strong plants? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. It, it has a beautiful flower. It's a red beautiful flower. <laughs> okay, nice. Yeah, there's uh, actually some ironwoods that grow local to to my area as well, and they they're hard to find, but they are very cool. I agree. Yeah. Uh, do you have any environmental heroes or anyone specifically that you look up to? This is kind of silly because I pretty much idolized. Um, if you if you watch anime, <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you watch yeah. anime. Um, you have to know. You have to know Law of Wacky. Law of Wacky. Um, his power is to convert garbage into 
plants to trees and 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 he, he make use of 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 these uh, garbage to attack his opponents so that's that's a really cool um character to to look up to then then i saw and then i read um lorax doctor oh, from yeah. doctors yeah yes. so i have yeah. i have a tattoo in my leg Really? A Lorax tattoo in my leg. <laughs> awesome. Can we see it? Can you? Is there any way? Um, I don't know how to. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> so this is my tattoo. Wow, that's oh, it's really well done too. I love that. That is amazing. Well yeah. done. Cool. Very cool. That's uh, awesome. Yes, he says unless he's pointing. He's pointing. His, his finger and said unless it says, that's why he says in the movie uh, unless someone will care uh, nothing's gonna happen <laughs> that's amazing i really really like that that's so cool uh so what is next then for you and your career uh i uh, i really i'm i'm most really trying to you know, study, um, find any more, uh, any learnings um, every day. You know, I, yeah, I will, I'm, I'm planning to, to, to get my master's degree, but at the same time, I still, I still want to work. So that, that's, that's my problem. That's my problem now because, um, I really want to, um, study, uh, with a broader much larger um environment um not i i don't want to i don't really want to focus i mean i i know much um, more about the philippines but i still want to learn from the view of the outside from the outside country and then if i if i get to learn from them then i can apply apply those learnings to my community Definitely. so that's that's what, what i was really planning to uh do you have any advice for people that are just starting their their career um <laughs> for people who are just starting their career they should have they should always have a vision because um for our in in our industry in the in the environmental industry we can't we, we can't just uh, the um, environmental sustainability and management is not a one-time process. It takes a lot of time and and you have to make sure that it will be for a greater good. So if you don't have that vision, if you don't have that, um, if you don't see this project that will be successful in the future, you, you can't really move on. So you, you really have to, yeah, you really have to have a vision for this uh for if you're an environmental enthusiast or anything i 100 percent agree with that that's really good advice and um are there any specific types of environmental uh people that you are looking to connect with uh yeah <laughs> well anyone can help me learn more on gis and urban planning because uh that's that pretty much is my focus in my career sure uh, and then just to wrap up, how can people reach you? 
So uh, they can reach me on Facebook. Uh, my name uh, for my name is Carl Philip M. Ortiz in Facebook and in Gmail carlphilip.ortiz at gmail.com. Awesome. So Carl, I love your energy. Uh, I really respect the work that you're doing and uh, um, I'm excited for, for your future um, in our industry. So thank you so much for your time today and joining me in this conversation. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and good luck to good luck to your to your channel. Appreciate it. I hope I hope people will watch this. <laughs> Thanks so much.